today we're faced with another significant moment that deserves our attention, and I think it necessitates us having a clear statement of our belief and our behavior as Christians uh, regarding the unfolding events in the Middle East. So I encourage you to just listen closely and carefully. Um, I hope to not upset you, but I hope to clearly articulate the Bible's perspective about what's going on and how we as believers should view the events that are taking place as well. The reason I feel it really necessary to make this statement is because our Christian faith is inseparable and it is irrevocable in its connection to the, the roots of Judaism. In fact, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the God that we serve. Amen? God's only begotten son was a Jew. <clears throat> Jesus is our Savior, and he's our Lord, and our religion has all of its roots. Our roots are not in Hinduism, Buddhism, and all of these other things. Our roots, the roots of the Christian faith, are firmly founded only in the God of the Jews. So, we can't minimize or forget this truth. Um, I want to point you to a place that you can study on your own this week. I won't expound or quote directly all of the content of it, but Genesis chapter 12 and 13 is where God calls Abraham, and Abraham receives this call, and he receives a covenant from God. The promise that he received from God is an eternal one that established a people and a nation and a homeland. In fact, if you read in Genesis 12 and 13, you'll hear in verse 15 of chapter 13, God's direct words after promising hope and salvation and a future Messiah. He says this, I will give this land to you and to your offspring forever. So on the morning of October 7th uh, this year, as Jews the world over were concluding a festival called Sukkot, which is also known as the Feast of Tabernacles, hordes of Muslim men orchestrated a large-scale surprise attack and invasion on the sovereign nation of Israel and against the Jewish people. The truth is they committed heinous and barbaric acts of violence, rape, mutilation, they kidnapped, they murdered, they instigated a war. Those who committed these acts, listen to me closely, as well as the demonically empowered religion they follow and the supernatural evil that inspired them, they all are despicably wicked and should be condemned. Now, I know that there's different various political views in the room, and I understand humanitarian compassion. In fact, I believe that no true compassion can be had outside of the biblical construct of God's love for humanity. So it's right for us to be upset with the death of innocent life wherever it is. But I'm a student of history, and I encourage you to remain a student of history and to educate yourself I don't think you're ever too old to learn. Can I get an amen? All the kids think they're going to be done in a couple years when they're out of school. That's not true, is it, mom, grandma, grandpa? Yeah, that's right. Keep learning. In fact, I just learned a hack for my life the other day. It's going to save me a lot of time. And I've, I've, I'm 41, 42, how old am I? 42. 
And I'm thinking to myself, never stop learning. Amen? Okay. So I encourage you as we talk about educating yourself, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Don't drink the Kool-Aid of a media magnate or a media narrative. Don't drink the Kool-Aid of your own government or the governments of other nations. Dig deeper than your emotion. Listen to me. This applies to every area of your life. Dig deeper than your emotion and find your firm foundation on principles in God's word. Amen. Our morality and our principles are based on God's word, not today's whims of culture. So here are some important facts to just remember. Secular and biblical historians date Abraham's life to about 2,000 years before Christ. We're now over 2,000 years past Christ. This means Israel as a nation, as a people, are nearly 4,000 years old. The land of Israel was part of that covenant promise that God gave to Abraham. So I'll say this very clearly. The land of Israel belongs to the Jews. It is rightfully theirs because God says so. The Israelis have a right to their national defense. They've made concessions over the years and attempts to peace, to have peace, but truly no one is capable of making peace with someone whose founding documents and guiding principles include their extermination. So you need to be a student. Don't just listen. Don't just have your heartstrings pulled by an image on a screen. Read the Hamas charter. Read the Palestinian Authority documents. Understand the underpinnings of the religion of Islam. And you will understand this hate is not just hate for Jews. It's hate for Christians. It's a hope that the Muslim flag waves over every nation and every land. We, Christians and Jews, are called evildoers in their holy book. So... The Jews, both secular and religious, have a high view of human life, the sanctity of human life. And the terrorists, obviously, have a high view of death and martyrdom. It should be noted also that Israel is the only non-Muslim national entity within hundreds of miles in any direction and thousands of miles in some directions in that theater of the world or geography. It should also be noted that, historically speaking, other Arab nations have always consistently refused to accept Palestinian refugees. Do your homework. This is not your pastor making a political statement as much as it is me imploring you to find out what you believe. Because when the conversation around the water cooler at work starts or at your desk or you have conversations with family members and friends, they want to know what we believe. Do we believe in the sanctity of life? Yes, we do. Do we believe that the, Isra the Israelis and the nation of Israel has a right to exist? We absolutely do. We've got to remember also... There's a difference between murdering innocent civilians and defending your homeland against terrorists who are seeking your extermination. So I refer you back to a proper translation of the Ten Commandments in Exodus chapter 20. Many people read that, and I've preached on this before, they read it as thou shalt not kill. And I'm not mad at my Sunday school teacher for telling me it says thou shalt not kill. 
But then you have all these other problem passages in Scripture where there's killing. If you actually look at the Hebrew, it does not say thou shalt not kill. It says thou shalt not murder. What has been happening in the Middle East is murderous. So what are you supposed to do as a Christian? You're supposed to do this one thing today. Every day since you've heard the news, you should have been doing this. And every day from here on forth or here on out, you should do this single thing, and that is pray. We serve, in contrast to the other religion who serves a false god who does not hear and does not answer, we serve a god who lives, who hears our prayer. Amen? So how should we pray? We should pray for the peace of Jerusalem, according to Psalm 122, verse 6. We should also pray for the bloodshed to cease. That is to say, any bloodshed anywhere to cease. Because according to Proverbs chapter 6, verse 17, some of the things... Did you know God hates things? There are some things He hates. One of those things that's listed repeatedly throughout Scripture is hands that shed innocent blood. Here's another thing to pray. Pray for the salvation of the Jews. Pray. Pray for their spiritual eyes to be opened, that they would understand and accept that Jesus was and is their Messiah. Amen? And then pray for the salvation of Muslims. They, They are hurting. They are in need of a God who will hear them. They, we pray and I pray individually that they would embrace the truth of one true God and that they would reject their false religion and false prophets and false God. And the last thing that you can do is pray for a spiritual awakening in our nation and in our world. Pray, 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 pray. Pastor, I don't pray very well. Yes, you do. If you can speak, you can pray. If you can't speak, but you can write, you can pray. Okay? God has not limited us in this connectivity to him. And so I want to encourage you in light of these current events to make sure, make sure that you are praying. You can have time to you read scripture, look at Ecclesiastes, know there's a time for this and a time for that. You can have your political Um, stance that you stand on wherever you stand if you are a believer you must understand Israel has a right to exist because God gave it to them and we are to pray for all involved so please don't just be people who are uh, what do they call them arm uh, couch Couch coaches, or what's that phrase I'm looking for? Armchair, quarterback, yeah, I was trying to, like, what's the proper phrase? Don't be a spectator. <clears throat> Listen, I've been entrapped in the news. I'm, I'm seeing the images. I, I have some updates that come to my phone. It can just get you down some rabbit trails and holes that will waste your life. Here's what is never a waste of your life. Any moment you ever spend in prayer. That concludes my statement specifically on our stance regarding um, Israel.